ladies and gentlemen, is the real world that our children live in. Not the ideal one that we want them to live in. Not this wonderful world that we pray that will come here one day. But the real world that they have to live in. You want to know why they're acting so crazy? You want to know why they're doing the things that they're doing? Because we have not prepared them to live in this real world. We have sent them through 12 years of school teaching them this dumb stuff that doesn't work. And when they go out and try to apply it and get killed for it, we are not there. Welcome to another edition of African Americans Ain't African, the talk show that proves without a shadow of a doubt that the so-called African American didn't find his way to America trapped in the bottom of a ship. I'm your host, Buck Wylam, and tonight, very special guest tonight, very special sister tonight is going to share with us some genealogy secrets and tips. If you want to reach us, you can call us at 605-562-3140 to get in participate 240670 pound ask this sister some questions because one of the things that African Americans do is that we claim that we're other people but your immediate family is right here so in doing that history search on yourself starting from you going back why don't you study and search the people that are here closest to you so we're going to welcome Shy Ray tonight and she's going to uh, help us in that endeavor Joining me tonight, Rig Moon is out tonight. He has a pulled calf muscle, so uh, much love out to Rig Moon tonight. So, Nisi, you with us tonight? Yes, I am, baby. You know, you know, I'm here. Uh, what you think about that? Not just knee deep by George Clinton before we came on. What you know about stuff like that? Oh, now you know, hey, you know, that's, I'm a roundaway girl. That's, that's that's my time. That's my era. Okay, cool. And joining us all the way from Los Angeles is Long Wolf. Long Wolf, how you doing tonight, brother? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that was for my brother Rick Moon right there. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, brother Bart? Oh, man, everything is good. Yeah. So. Man, it seemed like this was, uh, I missed out last week. Uh, well, I'm sorry, earlier this week. It, it was uh, a pretty uh, uh, exciting show. A lot of tension, huh? <laughs> I, I didn't. I, there wasn't no tension at all. The the guest was, uh, you know, that when you go in people's house. I don't know about many of you, but when I was at other, my mother always told me if you go in other people's house, and have them invite you back. That's right. And uh, that brother didn't show that right. respect to African Americans ain't African. So uh, I, I was. I didn't feel any kind of way. Okay. But, okay. It, but, it, but it was a good show, and I think people can learn from that. And that's what we right. and that's what we have this sister on. Miss Chai Ray, you here tonight, love? How you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm cool, fine. cool. Well, um, we gonna jump right How in. You How do you pronounce your name? Chai Ray. Okay, it's beautiful. How you doing? This is Long World. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Miss Ray. Welcome, Chai we... Ray, sister. Welcome. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, Miss Chai Ray. Genealogy. How important is that for the African American community? Well, our people are separated from their real selves, and because we're separated from our real selves, other people get to take advantage of us, and their taking advantage of us means that they're going to stand on top of us, and we're going to always be at the bottom. And I don't know how any 
loving family member can be at peace with other people standing on their offspring. So the family tree is very important. It's very important. We have to reconnect to the ancestors. And what we have at our hand is the information in those censuses to reconnect us. So, yeah, that's why it's important because we can't have another generation that don't know who they are. So if this generation is cut off from that, because the uh, the current generation, my generation, I'm the child, I'm the I'm the children of baby boomers. Baby boomers definitely cut off. My generation is. I see there. I see a lot of people starting to come along with it now. But if this generation is lost, not connected to their ancestors, what could be the downfall from that? Well, we get more of what we've always been receiving. Other people feeling justified is standing on us. Um, you know, our people are disconnected, okay? They're disconnected from who they are because other people get to wear their identity. And another thing with disconnection is that when we're disconnected and they reclassify us, don't you know that this land is, on paper is considered abandoned? So anybody can rule over us. Anyone. Damn. Yeah. I mean, that's the trick. That's, that was the whole point in the reclassification. That was the whole point. Uh, this is Black History Month. Oh, guess where the children start their black history studies? At slavery. That's not our history. So a, a dumbed-down people is a people that can be easily ruled. So, yeah... My generation, I'm, I'm 49, and my, I always say the elders failed us because they allowed the enemy to educate us. They trusted them. And so they gave us a story, and that story effectively disconnected us from who we are. So when the elders tell us who we are, we are going to believe the stranger story, which is illogical, over our elders. I, I always wondered how that worked because, you know, I didn't, I wasn't hearing the Africa story. And I, I didn't even hear it in high school. It okay. wasn't until I got out of high school that I started hearing the Africa story. That wasn't something that was talked about in our family. And I'm pretty sure if that would have happened, that would have been a main sticking story in our family's uh, history. You mm -hmm. know, talking down when we were around our grandparents and stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. See, here's the thing. Your elders, their job is to educate you on who you are. Because there's strength in knowing who you are and your family history, even if it's painful. So if there was slavery that went on, they talked about it. But for the most part, the, the, the elders didn't know nothing about no slavery, and they sure didn't know nothing about no African. I can remember in, um, I guess it was the late 70s, I, I guess around 77, and Roots was... Um, had finished airing on television, and we had a family reunion the following week. And the elders was 
they was very upset because they was like, we don't know nothing about uh, what went on in North Africa. We don't know. They was very upset. And see, somebody who understands who my ancestors are, I get why they upset. That's not our history. And it's funny because in the late 70s, when Roots came out, that's when they started teaching that crap in school. So that's why you didn't hear about it, because it didn't exist until the 70s. Very close. Huh? Oh, it's just 605-562-3140, African American Ain't African Radio. We're here with Miss Ray, and she's telling us the importance of what it's the importance of knowing our heritage and how important it is to our future generations come up, coming up. Miss Ray, go ahead. Yeah, like I said, our people, we, we don't peep the game. We don't, we don't bother to understand how they did these things. We, we just take what they taught us in school and we hold it like it's a sacred truth. Even when it's terribly illogical. We have people with us, PhDs, running around telling folk that they came here as Africans and that they, they are a disgrace to not embrace their African mother and all of that nonsense. These are people, I, I, I'm left thinking, okay, you serving somebody else's agenda, and that's disgusting. But th this, you know, this here, um, of taking these other people's story and making it our own, it, it has destroyed us. If you look at us from the 70s and then look at us now today, we are destroyed people. So in so many words, I guess, I guess our people as a mass really are Africans, are conquered people, because we are destroyed due to lack of knowledge. Do you see... Do you see any way of this turning around or changing around, or are we just going to go down with the ship? Uh -uh. It's going to turn around. It has to. You see, this economy is going to crash. And for those people who are in denial about this economy, you will see. This is going to crash. And what you're going to have is a bunch of foreigners who are going to run around and try to claim and create their own uh, nations and states and what have you. That, the chaos that's going to come from that. And our people are going to have to, have to stand up. Because remember, these other people, their children are miseducated too. And they think that we're nothing, even though that they watch us and imitate us and, and try to beat us. So we're going to have to stand up now. I don't think all of us will, will be aware initially that... Give us time. We're going to have to. And um, Elijah Muhammad said um, that our people, the black, the black man, the change is going to come to the so-called black man. He's talking about the American so-called black man. It's going to come whether he wanted to or not, whether he's in agreement with it or not. So this change that we're going to have, it's going to be very painful for some of our folks because they're in love with this system. They're in love with this system. And that change, like I said, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And um, I think people who are already asking questions about who they are, they're going to be ahead. They're going to be ahead. Because it's not going to be in the place for folks who have no 
identity. And so how African Americans don't have an identity. There are unwanted people from a no-name African land. So, again, those that know who they are will be ahead on the game. This is Hi, this is this is I, I wanted to ask, all right. I wanted to ask you when you're talking to your children. You know, for those who have have made the transition to get on the on the path of oppression and journey for themselves. What what will you suggest they begin with? You know. Okay. Let me. Are we having a little bit of a revelation? Okay, let me see if I understand. You're asking where to start with with your children? Is that what you're asking? We're having a little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on. We're having some reverberation. I apologize. Can you hear me now? Is that better? Yes. Okay. Some people are... Siloed from their families, and they're out on this journey alone. And there are a lot of people like that. Where would you suggest they begin? Hello? Huh? I'm sorry. Did my phone disconnect? No, I can hear you. We have some feedback. Okay. Um, where they need to start is first talk to the elders if they still have elders, okay? Get as much information as you can about your matrilineal uh, line because that's what you're going to need to trace to reconnect yourself back to this land. Then once you do that, then you go, you turn to places like uh, FamilySearch.org or Ancestry.com and you trace your uh, mother's mother. You go through your mother, trace to her mother, and then you go from your mother to your grandmother and so forth, as far back as you can. This is not about showing and proving to anybody else who you are in this land. This is about you reconnecting to your ancestors. That's what it's about. So, and if you have children, why not do that with your children? Let them see uh, who their ancestors are. Let them see how to search for their ancestors. Now, I know some people get offended when you tell them to trace their matrilineal line. But it's important because that's the line that connects you to this land. Now, once you trace that line back as far as you can, then you can do the other branches of your family tree. Because that's just about family knowledge. But you want to reconnect yourself with your mother's mothers to this landmass. And like I said, if you have children, that would be a wonderful thing to do with them. Miss Ray, we're uh we're getting a bad reverb. Do, are you listening to the radio and on the uh-uh. Nope, I'm just on the phone. Okay, ladies, go ahead. 
this, this has to be some powerful knowledge. Like, yeah, you've never had this problem before. That's interesting. Never. never. Not since I've been working with you. I've never had it. I'm not with it. I don't have a, you know, a show on. I'm just on the phone because I didn't want that to happen. No. Why? Right. Can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear it now. This is coming on uh, blog talk when uh, our people are dropping some knowledge. Uh, that happens. So I, I just look at it like this. There are some people that know that if you know who you are, then they lose control. You can claim your land back. And so they don't want you to claim the land back. They want you to be looking over to Africa and coveting their land. So why is so why so is this why we're seeing a whole bunch of uh, influx of Africans over here now? Because one of the things that African Americans like to do is talk about how great Africa is, but Africans are flooding the market over here. So what what is what what's up with that? You know what? Someone told me they live in Atlanta, and they said that uh, they have a problem there because uh, Nigerians say that they're going to take our place. Take our place. Yes. And um, so these people, they're, they're over here. They don't understand the game. See, they don't understand the game. The, the very people that have us locked down here are, are in the process of taking their stuff. And these people, like I said, they don't know the game. They think these pale people just love them, love them. So they come over here, the pale people pay um, for their education. I know some people, well, uh, they receive money to get houses, and they uh, found them jobs, good-paying jobs. They know what they're doing. They know that if they do that for these people, they won't go home. And it'll make it easier to take their homeland. One of the things that I noticed when I moved down this way is that, you know, when you go to get the tax lien homes, you know, it's a court proceeding. And you go down there and just bid on the housing. And there's nothing but immigrants coming up getting these old houses, fixing them up, and renting them back to us. Mm-hmm. And so, again, we on that African kick where we just, I mean, it's amazing how it's done. And we don't have a clue on what to do. <laughs> because we're, dis- we're disconnected. We sin- innately, we know that that story is a lie. But because it was told to us that our ancestors came at, on a ship, uh, like sardines, uh, at the bottom of a ship with rodents and and, and urine and everything all over it for three and four months. They believe that. It's illogical. And it's like they don't want to question it because they don't want to believe, they don't want to find out that they were lied to. 
So they they embrace it without even thinking. So who does awesome. Who doesn't want to be who doesn't want to be told that they're being lied to? <laughs> hey, you on Facebook? It's a lot of people don't want to face the truth. They don't they don't want to face the truth that they was lied to. And mm. that's amazing to me because th- th- this same pale person that gave them this story is the same pale person that they call a devil. So if if this person is the devil, w- wouldn't you think that, okay, well, they're liars? That story don't make any sense? Shouldn't you distrust them? They, I just, I don't... So what do we have to, so what, okay, so I'm a, I'm a person, I'm just hearing you for the first time tonight, and I want to, I'm 25 years old, and I want to connect back to, and, and search, do a history search on myself. What's the first thing I should do? Okay, find out, find out the information on your mother. First thing, uh, if, if you don't know your mom's name and her birth date, that's, that's important because you're going to start the search. And you're going to need her information, her name, uh, preferably her maiden name, um, the date that she was born. And if you, if you know the exact date, that's great. The location she was born, that's important. And so that will give you, when you put that information in, uh, possible choices will come up and you're able to uh, see which one of those choices that come up fit your mother. And then when you find the ones that do, then you look on her information and you try to find her mother. And you keep doing this process as far back as you can. Some people may not go beyond 1900. That's okay. Others may find themselves fortunate and able to go all the way up to the 1700s. That's fantastic. But see, here's the thing. This is not, uh, personally, I have been trying to show and prove uh, that I belong here on this land. And I've been in error. Because that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to get to know our ancestors. Get to know them. And these other people with this crazy story, let them show and prove that story. Because they can't. They can't. So we spend all this time arguing with these people about who we are. When that's nothing but evidence. Nothing but evidence. It's just coming out daily. And when on Facebook, I mean that's that's just a fantastic medium because hey, all of this information, people are finding all this information. When just ten years earlier, no nobody was was finding this stuff. Now it's just screaming to be seen. Miss Ray, one of the things that I've noticed is that when people search in their ancestors, the first thing they jump to is the father, preferably a white father, especially when we do our, our searches, we're trying to look through the father's bloodline. What does how do, where does that lead us when we do that? Well, it don't connect us to the land. We are thinking along the line of uh, the, the Europeans. Because that's how they do it. Their women were subjugated to be seen and not heard. Other people, the European was appalled when they came here and they seen the women playing an active role 
in uh, leading their people. Because we're matrilineal society. So the women, think about it like this. You, the women run the household. They, they organize things. They sit down and problem solve. So it seems only natural if they do it in the household, they, they'll do it for their uh, nation, their tribe, their clan. And so uh, they, the women were the ones who um, elected the councils of, of men. The men were the face of the tribes. They were the enforcers. They were the hunters. They were the teachers of the male children on how to be males. So in that situation, the society was balanced. You didn't have... Um, women relegated to nothing. You didn't have. You're not going to have men relegated to subserviency, and that's how a lot of brothers think when they hear that our society valued the woman, and that the nationhood, uh, the tribe, and the clan connections all came from her. Yes. It all came from her. Well, one of the reasons one of the reasons that males are taught that, especially the so-called African American male, one of the reasons that we're taught that is so that we can always be in conflict with you because you can't be it can't be two males dominating one land. And so what the black male or the African American male does, he tries to be powerful over his female instead of being powerful against the male who checkmates him all the time. We we have been taught that uh, since we've come out of the womb, basically. And when you finally get to realize and see that's what's happening, I think a lot of brothers see it. But for whatever reason, we don't look at ourselves as a group. We look at ourselves as individual, and it makes cohesiveness um, impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sister Shiree, uh, this is Long Wolf, and uh, I'm from Chicago. I think that's why I like your name so much. But I was going to say, you know, because they call it Chi-Town. <laughs> but I was going to say, when trying to trace your family's lineage, like, um, which way is the most accurate? Because I heard about the way, um, like, they have a method, like, I think it's called African Ancestry or something. Some company, they come swipe your, your mouth and uh, try to get the DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh and then, of course, you also had a good old-fashioned way you were talking about tracing and documentation. Like, which way is the most accurate? And have you heard of the one I'm talking about where they swab your mouth? Mm-hmm. That, you know what? Um, that's, I, I discourage people to go that route because they, this is just an effort to disconnect you from this land. That's all it is. Now, I know some people who have done it because they're trying to build up their show and prove file or, or who they mm-hmm. are on this land. But, hey, we got it all twisted. Everybody, everybody know who we are. And everybody get to come over here and live off of us. Because as long as we're not in our rightful place on this land, other people get mm-hmm. to come over here and utilize our resources. Our resources is this land and, and the minerals found within it. Well, and we don't even and we don't even and we don't even talk about that. 
we don't even we don't even bring that up in conversation. I hear a lot of brothers talking and they the black man is this. And I'm like, foreigners are over here taking your minerals. What are you talking about? And that's what I mean and that's what I mean about I think we know. And I think that's one of the reasons why we like to start a lot of strife with each other because we don't want to face what's in front of us. That's right. That's exactly right. right. And they they get these big okay. influential actors for those commercials and then um they swab their mouth, and I guess the next day or two, they get the results. And it's, they're from some little country in Africa, and they just so surprised and happy. And like you guys say, I, I kind of look at it like if they found out it was, you know, you have a cousin film in Alabama or something, I don't see them reacting the same way, you know. They're just happy to be part of something the same way, as opposed to the real. You know what? Henry uh, Louis Gates have a show that come on uh, PBS. And mm -hmm. we always get these actors, and, and, and he'll, he'll run this, this DNA crap on them and tell them all these places in Africa they're from. Uh, one of the shows had Don Cheeto on it, and his eyes, you should have seen his expression. I've seen it. He was shocked because <laughs> his family gave him his history. And yeah. what Mr. Gates was basically saying, your family was lying to you. Now, wow. Tina Turner, let me tell you about Tina Turner. In the 90s, they did a, a short docu uh, documentary on her, and they interviewed her mother. And her mother said that um, the father, her father was uh, Navajo and the mother was Cherokee. Now, how clear can that be? So when Mr. Gates interviewed Tina, and he comes telling her about all these doggo African tribes that she's supposed to be from, she, you know, her smile, they have to suck it up because if they want to keep making money in entertainment, they have to suck it up and play the game. And that's all right. they want. Because she right. knows doggo well who her people are because her elders did their job. They did their job. I wanted to I wanted to touch on something that that's important. It says people embark on their um, quest and their research, and that is the name. What we're called. We know that we have uh, gone through a number of different name changes and labeling, and a lot of it was by law decree. And you know, I guess I guess one of the most important things for people to understand is to not get discouraged if one of your branches get lost, gets lost because it's usually out there, but it is because of the labeling and the name changing. And that right there is very important when it comes to these this transatlantic stories and things like that. That that that's a big chunk of why that should be, you know, denounced. Can you speak on that a little bit about, you know, the names and, and how we have to be how we have to be mindful and vigilant of trying to trace the, the uh, various changes in our label. Okay. you talking about the classification? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, it, what people don't understand is when they was walk, going out there doing the censuses uh, in the 1800s, um, I think uh, in some states it started in... Um, 1860, others may have started in 1870. But they started going out to our uh, people and looking at their skin coloring and then giving them labels. 
So if you were dark-skinned, you would be black. If you're a little lighter than um, dark, uh, uh, the darkest chocolate, then you'll be a Negro. And then you'll become, uh, if you're lighter, if you're very light, you'll be a mulatto. And then you had um, colored. I, I've seen... <laughs> I've seen families where mom and dad were black and their children had different classifications. See, our people don't understand that when they see mulatto, especially mulatto, they think that that means that they had a white ancestor. No, it just meant that you was a lighter shade than the other people around you. That's all it means. And it's simple to understand. Now, I know some, some historians will argue that and say, oh, because uh, they have created a story and say, oh, the mother must have been raped and, uh, and she had uh, um, some white man's baby. I, I've heard people say that craziness. I'm just telling you, all they did was classify us by our coloring. And any one of us know that in our families, we can have every shade in our family come from the same parents. So I have a, mm -hmm. okay, yes. I have a question too, um, Sister Chari. Um, this is lovely. How you doing? Okay. I'm good. Um, okay, the question is um, um, about the European names that we supposedly have, um, and I like a little clarity on um, how were some of the names. Um, how did some of the names come about that we have today that that um, are identified as being European last names? Oh my goodness! I'm gonna tell you. Um, I, I've heard just like majority y'all that uh, oh you have the white man's last name. No, here's here's the game. Our people had to take last names, and they had to take last names that these Europeans could understand. So if Let's say your ancestor was a blacksmith. Your name just might end up being blacksmith or black. So, you know, these people had to uh, create names for themselves. And they might have just gave themselves a color name or a, a, a name from their tribe, you know, a, a derivative of their tribal name. For instance, people from the Washita. A lot of them have the last name of Washington. So, you know, it's just an illusion. And people just need to understand that we've been told a whole bunch of nonsense about how we uh, found ourselves with these names. Because our people didn't have last names. We, we had many names to describe aspects of us within our uh, society. But we didn't have last names until the European came here. So we had to create last names for ourselves because of him. 605-562-3140, African Americans Ain't African Radio. We're on with Miss Shy Ray, and she's giving us some genealogy pointers. Study your heritage. Find out who you are. And the only way you can find out who you are if you go through mama. Miss Ray... Lovely day. I, I want to get back to you, but Miss Day, I want to uh, Miss Shire, I want to ask this question. Mm -hmm. You said we got to go back through our mothers. <clears throat> what about the fathers? What are we doing? We trying to chase, chase the fathers, trace the fathers' lineage. What? What? We missing the point? You say 
we're not connecting back to the land. It's no getting around who is the giver of the inheritance. You see, in a patriarchal society, the man is over everything. So your identity and your inheritance is supposed to come through him. So, so if it so, so in doing that, would we just uh, take his mother and follow her lineage too? Would that be no. the thing to do? No, because what, if you're trying to reconnect to this land, now see, that's, we need to understand our first agenda should be to reconnect to this land. And you have to go through the mamas. You have to. Now, once you go through the mamas and reconnect with those ancestors, then you go and chase down the different branches of your, your tree. You can go and look your father up because that's the part of uh, getting to know your ancestors. But if you're trying to reconnect to this land, it's no getting around going through the mama. It's no getting around it. And I know some of our people have some ideologies that interfere with them understanding that concept. I'm not trying to insult anyone. I'm just saying this is how it is. And if you, if you study the ancient peoples of this land, you see how they did things. It wasn't hidden. It wasn't hidden. They have, they have a lot of books out there talking about how the different tribes um, operated. They have a lot of books out there. And, and there was the woman sitting up there, which was an insult to the white man, because he, his woman, he didn't particularly like her. He relegated her to the back. All she was good for was having babies and cooking and cleaning. But the women in with with our people, of our people, they had important roles. They didn't just stop in the house. It went for the whole society. Because remember uh, the, the uh, old adage about uh, it takes a tribe to raise a child. Well, that's where it comes from. Because these women have to be mothers to the whole tribe. They have to organize and run the tribe, do what women do. And so it shouldn't be an insult, but you're going to have to go through her. Everybody don't have to go through their mama. And if your mama, and, and hey, if your mama is from somewhere else, you're not indigenous. Now, I, I, I hope I didn't offend anyone, but that's how it is. You're only indigenous if your mama's mama's were indigenous. And you know the old saying, sister, that old saying, mama's baby, daddy's maybe, that's, uh, that's, that, it, that came from our elders because your mama, you are her baby, your daddy, maybe, maybe not, but you're her baby. Mm -hmm. So that, that's where that old saying came from, mama's baby, daddy's maybe. And, and you know what? When I heard that, I used to think, oh, so what they're saying is that she's a loose woman. Uh-uh. What they're saying is she's the one who gives the identity. See? So, uh, that, you know, a whole lot of those sayings that the elders would say back in the day, it's going to make a whole lot of sense now. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I, I do have another question. Um, have you uh, come up, come upon um, anything where as foreigners with um, who lived uh, around our um, our ancestors um, uh, lived amongst the I mean lived uh, near the nation or amongst the nation would uh, have the same names as uh, our elders? Where or where? Okay, go ahead, sir. You right? Yes, yes, I have. Uh, and it was common. It was very common. You would uh, look in the area, and you'll see a black, uh, quote unquote, black family. And then um, the next census, it'll be a quote unquote white family with the exact last name. Down to their children. The more assets you had the more appealing you were to them coming and stealing your identity. See, identity fraud was going on back then. So, you know, that was very common, very common. And then, you you know, it would shock me if, on the reservations that that went on too. So whoever had uh, power or authority and assets, they were uh, vulnerable to these people coming along and assuming their identity. Because it was just funny that down the road, those pale people was going to have those so-called black people's assets. And uh, when you talk to people, I have yet to talk to uh, a person that this didn't happen to their family. Well, uh, they were ran off their land. And then somebody else come along and assume their identity. So, yeah, it was quite common. Wow. Ms. Ms. You, were talking, you were talking about, earlier we were talking, and you were talking about, could you give us the story of the Vikings, the story that they get over in, I don't know if it's Norway or wherever, over in mm -hmm. Europe. Could you give us, could you uh, tell me, tell the story to the audience about what you told me about the Vikings? Oh, um, a sister by the name of Deandra, excuse me, she left the U.S. and went over to Norway because she wanted to investigate our identity here because she felt like she would have access to more information if she did it away from this land. And while she was there, she discovered that um, Norway and Sweden and all that area, it was the same bloodline of people. There was Americans there. And um, she asked a bus driver one day, she said, um, were the Vikings black? Well, remember, these are terms that we use over here. So the, the bus driver, he just said no. But when she was getting ready to leave off the bus, he said, but you know, we Norwegians think that uh, American Indians were the Vikings. Now, that's not what we see in movies, you know. And um, so with this sister, it, it got her to thinking that, okay, if they were the Vikings, that means that they were living here. And so she went and filed um, a big lawsuit against Norway. Um, I, it's, it's like a commercial lien, that those who understand what I'm saying. Uh, to lock down Norway's assets because, as an indigenous American because 
what they had did was those people over there are really German. And Hitler had moved his army uh, into that region, and he had to get approval and treaty signed with the indigenous. But, you know, when you look up the so-called indigenous, it's not us. It's not us. It's, it's pale people, blonde-haired, pale skin, blue eyes. But she found out otherwise. So, yeah, the Vikings were American Indians. You and know, they're not a lot of times, you know, I, I know of people when they make their travels, they're going to Germany, they like to go to Rome, they like to go to Spain, France. And one of the things that I always tell them, instead of bringing back an Eiffel Tower replica, go in those libraries and go in those archives and pull out the stuff because those are the countries that came over here and plundered. And I know they got some artifacts, indigenous artifacts over there. You know, that we probably don't never see because we're trying to, you know, take a picture with the queen or whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? What's amazing is this. People don't understand that uh, the indigenous of Europe silenced just like us. They're led to believe there's something that they're not, too. These are people never connected. They, they think that Europe means uh, pale people. They think that pale people live that that's where they're indigenous. But it's, it's, they're not indigenous anywhere. So those people over there are in a situation just like us, especially in Britain, especially in Britain. They are, uh, we connect them because their ancestors didn't tell, their elders didn't tell them anything about coming on those slave ships either. And if you notice, um, I think they just opened up a slave museum uh, in, I think, Ireland. It's either Ireland or Wales. And I just thought that was kind of odd. No, I take that back, Scotland. I just thought that was kind of odd. You will have a slave museum, uh, supposedly of Africans. I I direct people to read books like uh, Ancient and Modern Britons by uh, David McRitchie, because at the time this Eurydor um, wrote that book, he wasn't a part of the agenda to isolate us. He wasn't a part of the agenda to make us non-existent people. He was fascinated by what he was finding. He was fascinated about finding uh, so-called black people being the indigenous around there. So when people go to Europe, they really do need to go off the beaten path, go to different kinds of museums, go to libraries, like you said, because they have all kinds of things over there that Talk about us. And one of the, one of, um, I read an article where um, they had an old Indian statue out front of a tobacco shop. And it was a, a, a black man, if you will, for, you know, so people can understand. It was a so-called black man wearing his tobacco leaves and, and feathers. And people were wondering about that. 
well, who is that? And, and the store owner would say, that's an American. And it's just funny that, you know, when you go over there, your stuff is all over the place. It's all over the place. But we all don't over the place. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't go to those places where we can see and we don't understand what we're seeing. Because remember, they, we're programmed. We have a program about ourselves. So when we go over there, we can't see ourselves. But they know who you are. Everybody know who you are. Everybody. Miss Lovely Day, Miss Lovely Day, you had a question about DNA and the um, under the umbrella of Africa. Could you talk about that, Miss Lovely? Well, actually, um, I was um, what I wanted to ask um, the guest is, um, well, everybody knows how I um, I, I don't like that the particular slave uh, story and all that stuff, and you know because we spend too much time giving that a lot of attention when we should. When I am in another area, I'll just say me. So what I want to ask, because I, nothing that I have read that made any sense um, that we were downtrodden um, 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 people, all of us were slaves, and all of us come from, you know, the, uh, 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 the bottom of the ship and all that other stuff that, you know, we usually get into, but um, that we were still powerful people. Um, and um, I share how... A lot of us were not enslaved. Most of us really were. But what I want to get at is that um, the power that we did have back um, in the 80s, the, the uh, 80s and whatnot, and how uh, we were still um, pretty much intact. Some of A lot of us were still intact. And I wanted her to get into that. Well, um when the Civil War, we have, again, we have this illusion about the Civil War time, that, that era, that black people were, um, like you said, downtrodden and uh, slaves, little darkies out in the field. But um, that's this article that I read uh, concerning the history of banking, and it's the part three of that story, that article, that appeared in uh, Nexus magazine, uh, 9394 edition. And the third page of that article, second paragraph, it talks about um, blacks were still in charge of the South. And that those blacks weren't, they, whoever the, the so called president was, they took him out of office and imprisoned him. And white, white men were not allowed to vote. Now, we was taught that our people weren't allowed to vote. We, you know, but it was the other way around. So here what you have is that we got some of our own medicine, I guess you can say, later on. But the white man was basically under our thumb. And they don't talk about that. I just stumbled on that myself, um, uh, studying the history of banking. And I, when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, because I never heard that before. Never heard it before. And that, to me, is fascinating because they have it all the opposite. This whole society is built on creating opposites for us. That's all it is. They're not going to tell you your truth. It's going to be the opposite. So basically everything is upside down. Yes. Yes. 
So basically, when we see all of these billions of images of the people being slaves and of the women being naked and and uh, being a slave and black and white pictures that we uh, uh, see as automatically look at a beautiful family and, and assume that they're slaves and everything. And at this time, uh, the timeline of these pictures that we see, they were actually uh, not slaves. You know, to me, it's just fascinating because they literally gave us their history. They came here at the bottom of a ship. They came here, and they were the slaves. Yes, some of our people were slaves. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying that transatlantic slave trade stuff did not happen like they're saying. Actually, I don't believe any Africans were really brought here. Now, I know that's controversial, but uh, I I just don't see any proof of it. Is, is, is it is it is it is it controversial because that's all we've been taught? Uh -huh. Because everybody says the same story. That's what we've been taught. Because it's like you said earlier. What did our elders do? We wanted to be educated by these people. Uh -huh. Here are people who are lynching you and just blowing up your house, doing all kind of evil shit, and you wanted to integrate with them. Why? Uh -huh. Because we, the elders thought, okay, well, it'll be better for our people. They didn't understand because they were sold a bill of goods. By some of our own people. You see, here's, here's the problem. And we this is another aspect that we can no longer deny. We cannot deny the fact that some of our people sold us out for pieces of silver, if you will. And to this day, some of our people are still selling us out. Like uh, Mr. Rashidi. And that, that mess he posted last week. So, you know, I, I thought this is all they know. And what's amazing to me. We we don't we're not logical people, and and to be honest with you, we weren't always this way. Miss Ray, Miss Ray, Miss Ray. I first thought the elders go, oh well, you know, because like I said, they were so a uh, fake dream. Oh, everything's gonna be good for you. Everything will be good for you. Your children be able to go to their schools and, and what have you, and you be able to live in uh, in a proper neighborhood with. We had we had good strong neighborhoods of our own. We had our own econ economy. Well, you know, and the, the 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 books may have been raggedy in our schools, but guess what? They learned. Wish you they could learned. have. Wish you could have those books now, huh? <laughs> well, you know, the teach. Get this. The teachers. It was very important. Remember that 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 adage about. It takes a village to raise a child. And so you had people who actually lived in the community who had the same values as the parents of those children they was teaching. So it was in their best interest to teach them. Miss Ray, mm -hmm. when you talk, when you speak, I hear the emotion in your voice. And it sounds almost like a... <laughs> It's not a cry, but it's it's really, really soul felt. I really feel what you're saying. Connecting back to our ancestors, what would that do for the group? Well, first, 
stop, it gives you an identity. The reason when you go in our communities and you see the hopelessness, you, you see the drug use, you see um, the, the promiscuous behavior, you see the anger, all of these things. And, and, and let's not forget the belligerent system. You see all these things because what they are are symptoms of a people that have been disconnected from their real selves too long, living in a society that is technically foreign to them. And so uh, the, the people here have to reconnect. They have to because to not reconnect is death. And I know that sounds dramatic, but I, I, I'm not talking about the physical death, per se. I'm talking about the mental death. The, the term mental side is perfect because that's all we see in our communities as a side effect of other people standing on us, other people giving us our, our identity. Uh, we just got to stop the madness. We have to stop the madness. And the only way we're going to stop the madness is, is basically one person at a time or one family at a time. You have to teach the children when they are young, and you have to keep talking about your ancestors and be proud of them. Let them look at those names. And if you have pictures of your ancestors, it's important for them to look at those pictures. All of that is important because it gives a person a connection. Yes. As long as you're disconnected, you're a mess. You're a mess. And everybody gets to come and, and beat you down, kick you while you're down, because you are down. So it's important that these children reconnect, because guess what? It's something really divine about us. About us. Now, in 2013... CNN had released a study. They said that the so-called African-American male had the oldest Y chromosome. I think it was 334,000 or something like that, years old. Personally, I feel like they knocked some zeros off. But anyway, that's pretty old. They, they just told you a truth about yourself. That you are the original people. You don't have nothing to do with Africa. <laughs> I, I, I wondered how that slipped past us. I didn't get that. There was a, there was a, a whimper in the African-American community about that. Well, you know why. Because remember, they got to maintain the status quo. And those so-called scholars who are making a living misleading our people, they're not going to bring that up because that means that they're going to have to explain some things, and they're not going to want to explain those things. Because remember, they're saying we're from Africa. We're Africans. But, but if you have the oldest Y chromosome, then that means that you're not African. Right. In the past, it was in our heads. You know, I mean, that's why it was quiet. And it was not hidden because it was on their website. It was on their website. I think, and, uh, I, think that's the, I think that's the arrogance that they have. They I think just that's the arrogance. Make money. Yeah, no, yeah, but they making mm -hmm. money, but 
you know, it's an arrogance about it too, kicking you while you down. Yeah. And so, uh, you know. So, Miss Ray, okay. final words. Okay. Uh, what what we need to do as elders in our family is teach the children who they are because they are greater than they can ever ever imagine, and we need to let them know that. And we need to let them know that this is their home. See, when they feel great about themselves and know that they're great and, un- and understand why the world look at them and imitate them, that does something to their, ex- their self-esteem. They don't walk with their britches hanging down below their equator. They don't uh, attack their sisters. They don't disrespect their elders. See, so when a child knows who they are, that child will go and reclaim our land. And that's what we're going to have to do. Teach the children so that they know that they are not no slaves. (laughs) Miss Ray, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very very much for being here. Thank you. Nisi? Yes. Yes. Close, close, close it down. Oh, that was so refreshing. It was like a, a, a drink of cool spring water. Nobody has a definitive history of our ancestors. It was destroyed as a strategic to keep us perpetuating confusion, illusion, and delusion. We will continue discovering little fragments, bits and pieces from the cradle to the grave. While ideologies clash in a supposed quest for truth, it becomes akin to standing underneath a hornet's nest, beating it with a stick, and uh, you know about we get about the same effect. We have to learn to pluck knowledge, to debate less, and to keep on trucking. And with that, I say thank you, thank you, Sister Shiray, for, for giving us some cool water tonight. Thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed myself. Mr. Lone Wolf. Yes, sir. I was going to say, although this generation may be lost, as Brother Buck said, they actually have tools and resources that we could have never imagined. You know, even myself, I asked my mom about my great-grandmother, and I, I could barely get answers past my grandmother. That's on both sides of the family. So you know, I'm going to do like the sister said, and I'm going to do my research uh, with my mother and the maiden name and birth date and location and, and, and take it from there. And I was going to ask you, Sister Shire, uh if someone wanted to, um, it was in need of your assistance on, on how to find a family lineage, um, how could they contact you? Um, they can contact me on Facebook. I'm, I'm a part of uh, African American and African. Um, mm-hmm. they, they can email me at soap at American Aboriginal Woman dot com. Okay. Thanks so much, sister. Uh, appreciate it. And like uh, Sister Nisi said, that was a very refreshing uh, conversation. I appreciate it. Well, I enjoyed myself. Miss Shiree, thank you so much. Um, you know, c- connection. 
We, we definitely have to connect back. We have to connect to our ancestors because they're calling our names. I can hear them loud and clear. And so I, I just want to say thank you for sharing that with us. And hopefully they can be helpful. I'm sure to be helpful to some of the listeners who's trying to find their heritage, find a, trying to find out who they are and what their purpose is on this planet. So thank you for sharing your time with us. Thank you. All right. So, and I want to thank the audience for turning into another edition of African Americans Ain't African. We hope what you heard tonight was can be helpful to you in your search to your for your family, your grandmother, your great 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 grandmother. Those people probably have histories that would. That's what some of those James Bonds and some of these stories these guys be coming up with. They're stories of us. That's why everybody's rushing over here. The world is rushing, filling America up. So we have to connect back to our ancestral homeland, and we got to connect back to it now. So with that, everybody have a good weekend. We're going to see you next Tuesday. Check us out on African Americans Ain't African in the Facebook. Go to our page, AfricanAmericansAin'tAfrican.org. Check us out. Support us. We're just trying to teach our youth and our elders. We don't discriminate who we are so we can help keep this planet in cosmic balance. So with that, good night, and we'll see you next time. Good night. I keep you off. Good night. Peace. Don't hang up.